you are about to experience a message from South Lake Church, a church who gathers together 10.30 a.m. Sunday mornings at Hometown Heroes Park in League City, Texas. And here at South Lake, it's about relationships with Jesus. And we do this as we engage, grow, and share Jesus in our community relationships. Make sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Stay up to date with all that's happening here at South Lake Church. Now, here at South Lake, we've been talking about this is us. Discussing what does it mean to be us? More importantly, what do people experience when they visit us, when they see us? There's three main things we want that to happen when that's all going on. We want people to feel that they're non-judging. It's a place of serving. It's about relationships. As we engage, grow, and share Jesus, those are the things we want people to feel and experience. That's what we talk about. What does it mean to be non-judging? It's not that we're not judging, because all of us are. But allowing people to realize that when we meet them, we want to know them first. To hear their story, their lives, where they came from. So we want to have a relationship with them. We want to serve them. Well, today we're talking about serving. What does that mean to serve somebody? And this is a lot more difficult than we want to talk about. I'm going to tell you right now, our text today has been messing with me. See, it's really easy to serve others when you like them. It's really easy to serve people when you feel bad for them. It's really hard to serve somebody when you hate them. When they are an enemy and I've learned this growing up because typically when we have a fight at home, what do mom and dad typically have us do when we get mad at our brother or sister? When we say we're sorry. We have to say we're sorry, but what else does mom and dad typically do? Hug. What else? Tell them they love them. Say something. Hold hands. Hold hands. Them, a certain thing goes up my spine, 
It's like I can see the devil working through this with everybody's own brokenness. And as the devil does things with enemies, guess what that all leads to? Death. But when you work with somebody, you're talking with them, and you're trying to deal with all these struggles, the more you see that hurt happen coming towards you, what do you need to do? Right, that's a good answer. You need to look at yourself. Because just as much as there are bad vibes going one way, we easily then share those exact same vibes going the other way. And the very things that we see that's hurtful, that's being done, we can replicate that. We can allow other people experience that. And again, what does that all lead to then? That. Whether it be the end of a relationship, if it's a work-related thing, the end of a project, maybe the end of a whole bunch of things. So when I say the word enemy, I know that's a strong word, but the idea behind that is somebody who's really against you. Am I the only person that might be feeling that kind of feelings towards anybody right now? I'm so glad I'm all here by myself. No, no wait. This is something we need to talk about because we're all dealing with this at different degrees, different levels. Again, for somebody here might be thinking, enemy might be too strong of a word. I like using a Bible term from Paul, a thorn in the side. Maybe there's a person a thorn in your side. But then how do you help them? How do you serve them? When we talk about serving itself, like that's what we're talking about serving. That's the hard thing to do. And the best person who helps us deal with that and work through that is guess who? Jesus! And that's where our reading today, if you guys want to pull that back up, really helps us understand that. This comes from Luke chapter 6. This is during what's known as the Sermon on the Plain. A lot of you probably heard of the Sermon on the Mount. In Luke's Gospel, this is really similar. And a lot of things that Jesus is teaching, and I would make a point, he teaches again and again and again in his ministry about our hearts. So when we say serving, it's not just about our actions, what's happening here. So I love when he starts off with our reading today. But to you who are willing to listen, I say, love your enemies. We need to stop there for a second. What does enemies mean for the people listening to this group? And I hope this is going to help us understand this better. You see, for the Jewish people, there were seven nations that were against God's people. Seven groups of people that they prayed that God would destroy and wipe them out. One of these nations now is known as the Romans because they're the occupying force in their country. Now, with these seven nations that are enemies, again, these are people that Jews were hoping would die, God would wipe them off the face of the map. They are the enemy. They had a one-word term to describe these nations. Gentiles. That term really means the enemies of God's people. So when you hear that in the Bible, in the scripture, they talk about Gentiles. Is it just a different people group? There's this negativity, this enemy that's actually thought of them. Now how many here don't have any Jewish descent in their bloodline at all? 
For all those who are raising their hands, don't feel like you have to raise your hand. And if you don't know, that goes with it. You're a Gentile. Think about that for a second. You are a Gentile. Which means, as far as the people hearing Jesus talk right now, you're an enemy. And the only reason why you're here is because a whole bunch of people, taking what Jesus says here and lives it out, brought us here together as a people group. So keep that in mind when you hear the word enemy. Do good to those you hate. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who hurt you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, offer the other cheek also. Actually, Philip, that's the right cheek. Philip has slapped his face back and forth. In our culture, when we hear turn the other cheek, a lot of times we giggle and laugh because we think of maybe another way of turning the cheek. Uh, to help you understand what they're hearing here, what Jesus is saying, turn the other cheek. David, want to be my uh, example? Come up here. <laughs> so, so we're Americans. Yeah, here. So as Americans, we shake hands, right? In Middle Eastern culture, what do you do as men? He kisses me. So if he hits me in the cheek. Hit me in the cheek. Go ahead. There you go. What am I supposed to do? As a friend. When we hear what you think, you're going to thank you. You're going to be like on YouTube now. Punch a salt in the pastor. Um, I might know some police. No. Um, when we hear what Jesus is saying here, he's making a point when we greet somebody and they strike us, they, hit, they hurt us. It's not to turn around and forget them, it's not to simply put a curse on them, but to come back to them as a friend again and offer that other cheek. And he continued to put it, so as Americans, have that hand up. Because no matter how much they hurt you, Christ is making this hard claim on us to show love towards them. Do unto others that you would like them to do to you. As kids and all of us growing up, this is the old rule, right? Do unto the others as you want them to do to you. Does it always work out that way? No. This is one of the hardest things to work out. But then I love this because a lot of people, as you hear this, what do we love to do? We love to rationalize. We love to share why we get upset or we get hurt and share what people did. Or, so for example, since they hurt me, I reacted this way. Or, hey, I give to these people, which Jesus will bring up money, money. I give to people, I gave out my money. So Jesus goes, yeah, those are people who can pay you back. You're not taking any risk. In fact, you're not doing anybody a favor other than to tell people that you're helping them. And I love this one because this is where I can get this is where I get into trouble. It's so easy to do that. You would like them to do to you. If you love those who love you, why should you get the credit for that? For even sinners love those who love them. For me, that hits me right here right now. Why do I care about people? Why do I help people? Because so I'm a pastor. Pastors are very vain. We love being told we're awesome and amazing. Especially by their sister. <laughs> but a lot of times we do things because you want to hear that applause. You want to hear great job. And again, it's in the Bible. I want to hear great job, good and faithful servant. Yet if that's my motivation for doing it, Jesus is calling me out right now. You're doing your head, your heart's in the wrong place. Because here's why. Whether you're a Christian or not a Christian, whether you're with God or an enemy of God, 
Everybody wants to get told that they're wonderful and happy. So what makes you different? And the point Jesus makes here? Because you don't get credit for it. You share that love, you share that with someone simply because of who they are. So then what are we supposed to do with it? I love what Jesus says. It's at the very end of our reading. Starting in verse 35. Love your enemies. So again, hear your word enemies. That is love everybody who isn't a part of your people group, who isn't a part of your family, people who, I would say, make that little twinge go up your spine. Love them. Do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great. You'll be truly acting as children of the Most High. For he is kind to those who are unfaithful and wicked. And we can't miss that little segment right there. A lot of times we struggle with this, with this discussion right now. Because remember, things going through your mind thinking about, I know people that have hurt me, caused problems, and yet, life looks pretty good for them right now. Maybe they're at a company in leadership and it seems like nobody's dealing with their problems. It might be a friend that's hurting others. It seems like nobody calls them out on it. Because here's the thing. God blesses everybody. It's not because they're good or bad that God does this. Because God has a love. And if God has that kind of love, it doesn't no matter how people act. You must be compassionate just as your father's compassionate. So this is what it means for Southland and for all of us, is that we have a God that loved us so much. We didn't deserve that love. I would tell you right now, we were an enemy of God, yet he came to be in our lives. We talk about Jesus dying on a cross, resurrecting this whole wonderful thing. The reason why? is because we couldn't figure it out. And the only person who could was God. So he did something about it. For those who have the app, that's why if you have the app, it's great to follow along with it. I'm just going to read out loud to you what Paul says about this, this law. When we were utterly helpless, Christ came just at the right time and died for us sinners. Now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though, some might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is especially good. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us when we were still sinners. I would have no problem saying when we were still enemies of God. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation, from God's judgment. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of the Son. So now on, we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ, who has made us friends with God. That was the song we just sang right here. Paul's calling out that when God was mad with us because of all the dumb things we do, he came to make things right. He bled for us. He died for us. And when he did that, we were made right with God. There's a lot to that, a lot going on. But the key thing is God made us a friend. And not just a friend of me. A friend. 
And by through that death and resurrection, that life, we get to sing holy, holy, holy. We together get to do all this because of him. Here's the thing. With all that good news and all that love, do most people know that God loves them? Do most people know what it means to experience the love from God? No. So what are we supposed to do with that? We as a church get to share that love, show that love. That's why at South Lake we serve. In a few moments after service, we're going to talk about how this week we're going to help serve our local police officers by giving them a meal, letting them know how much we care and love them. Because guess what? In our country right now, whether you're in the fire department or in the police, there's not a lot of love and respect there. There are people in our neighborhood. There are people in our work, at our work, that don't know that experience, that don't realize that there's somebody that can love them and care for them. And that's what we're going to do here at South in our community south of the lake is to serve, to show that love. Are we getting credit for a lot of it? No. Will I try to Facebook Live it? We'll try. That's not about us. It's about him. If you could take the time for each of us, what better than could we ourselves take time for others to show that love? That's what we're called to itself. Like that's why I'm excited itself. Like, because we get to share, we get to serve our community. Because this is us. And we get to do this together. Amen. Thank you for taking time to hear a message from South Lake Church. And as we engage, grow, and share Jesus together, make sure to click subscribe on your favorite player. A way to stay up to date that's all happening here at South Lake Church, here in League City, Texas.